Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 126. We ride the boring company's Las Vegas loop. For the first time ever, we explain how it works as the new Resorts World passenger station opens up. We also talk with the president of Resorts World and the president and CEO of the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. Find out what the future looks like for getting around Las Vegas. And a restaurant discovery off the strip. Plus, some tips if you hit the Las Vegas premium outlets in downtown Las Vegas, and it's a great time to catch a baseball game. Sean has some tips from the Las Vegas ballpark. There's a lot going on. Let's get to it and spin that wheel. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 126. Sean McAllister here, along with Dana Roselli. And man, this summer heat is really sizzling. People always say, how do you live in Las Vegas because of the summer heat? And we seem to talk about it every podcast, but this week has been 110 and above. I feel like every single day. And I was looking at your Twitter the other day and you put out a little tweet saying that, you know, really it's 100 by like, what? Like, I feel like like 10 a.m. this week. Well, it was 930 (laughs) at night when I sent the tweet and we were trying to take the dog for a walk. It, yeah. And you have to do it like way late at night or way early in the morning because at 930 at night, it was still above 100 degrees and that's hot. It is and hot. so I was looking at my, you know, little weather mm-hmm. app to see hour by hour when the temperature would get down to a, a reasonable number. And it wasn't until like 430 in the morning, it would get down to 88 degrees. And then within a really tight time frame, it just shot right back up to 100. Yeah, it is steamy. You're right. Morning and night. I mean, I have been getting up early this week to a fill-in host or actually guest host at a local show called The Morning Blend. And I always like have a little like half a cup of coffee sitting on the patio. And I'm talking 6.15 a.m. It is like hot like yeah. hot not cool in any way you're not like ooh, the morning crisp no no <laughs> the second the sun yeah. pops up over the mountains it is just hot yeah it's hot i mean it is it is hot <laughs> so anyway it's it's the love hate part of las vegas but luckily it doesn't last too too long so this is a little out of the ordinary. Last week, we had some days in the 90s, and actually, some of the nights were really nice. They were gorgeous. And everyone was raving about it. I know. And people are like, the 90s <laughs> at 10 p.m. is nice? And we're like, yeah, it's great. It makes a difference, let me tell you. <laughs> it really does. So we did the podcast last week kind of raw without a lot of editing. Nobody wrote us and said they hated it. So guess what? We're doing it again, and we might just make a thing of it. Um, We usually edit just a little bit more. We still edit it in the interviews and stuff like that. But you know what? We're going for it again today because we've got a lot going on as usual. So note to all listeners, unless you write us and tell us that you hate it, we're going to keep doing it. Exactly. (laughs) All ums included and silliness included and giggles. Um, We rode the Vegas Loop for the first time. It's been open for a while from the new convention center to the old convention center back and forth. Um, It's, you know, was constructed by the Boring Company. It's just the very beginning of a a larger plan and stops, I think, up to 55 stops eventually. But anyway, they opened a new passenger station. (laughs) Normally I'd edit out passenger, but I'm going to leave it a new passenger station at Resorts World. And you and I went to check it out and do some interviews. And then we said, you know what? We have to ride this thing. We haven't been in one yet. 
Yeah, no, it was really cool to be underground in that tunnel system, in those Tesla cars that are zooming around under Las Vegas now. So you're going to hear our experience inside those tunnels coming up. But we also spoke to the Resorts World president, Scott Sabella, about what it means to have the first hotel casino Mm -hmm. connected to this loop system. And we also touch on uh, the first anniversary of that property. Yeah, I know. We were just talking about that last week, one year since Resorts World opened. So we've got all that coming up. But first, we hear from Steve Hill, who's the president and the CEO of the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. He has a big job. He explains to us what the loop actually means to Vegas visitors and how it's going to improve your trip around town here. Well, the, the system as it's currently designed is about 30 miles of tunnel. It'll connect downtown, down through the entire resort corridor, the convention center, every property along Las Vegas Boulevard, whether that's a hotel casino, fashion show mall, you know, all, all, all these properties will have a station. Uh, it'll connect to the, to the stadium, um, T-Mobile Arena, uh, all the venues that uh, are along the resort corridor and then over to the airport. Um, the, the thing that sets this system apart, there are a couple of things that set this system apart, but one of them is that it is an express system. Every other type of mass transportation, whether it's buses or a monorail or a subway, you have to stop at every station along the way. This system, you don't have to do that. The stations are offset from the main tunnel. So, for example, if you wanted to go to the airport from here at Resorts World, you get in your own Tesla and it drops you off at Terminal 3 and you haven't stopped between here and there. So it's a five-minute trip. It's hassle-free. There's no traffic. There's no stoplights. You don't have to stop at stations. It's quick, and it's very reliable. So it makes um, experiencing Las Vegas more fun, more efficient, and uh, just easier. And you can do more uh, because you're not spending time in traffic. It's true. And like my, even you talking about that makes my blood pressure go down because I feel like people <laughs> always like, you know, part of it is planning how you're going to get from here to there. You're sitting there, you know, trying to figure out. And I know a lot of tourists and friends that come into town, I get the text message. What should I do to how to get? So this yeah. is going to make that easier, which is going to be amazing. And I'm sure everyone's chomping at the bit to get a station open at their uh, hotel casino next. Do you have an order? Well, we um, we are. Um, turning in and have turned in um, four or five permits for next steps. Um, the boring company has more than one boring machine. And actually the tunnels have become kind of the easiest part of the construction process, really. Uh, they can build tunnels very quickly. Stations typically will take longer than the tunnels to build. The safety systems that go into those tunnels take longer than the tunnel itself to build. Um, so we can move pretty quickly. Um, so we have uh, a connection to the Westgate, a connection to Encore. Um, the, the, the remainder of the connection here at Resorts World, there'll be like underground traffic circles um, so that you don't, you know, if you got in at the convention center and you want to come to Resorts World, you don't have to go all the way downtown, turn around and come all the way back. So every three quarters of a mile or so, It'll be like a traffic circle underground. One of them will be here. So a part of that circle has been built, which is what you can ride today. But the remainder of that will go down Convention Center Drive and cut into our west parking lot and and turn that into a circle. So that um, 
you don't have this one-way traffic um, in just one tunnel. Uh, it'll, it'll be really two-way traffic at that point. Um, and then we are working on a connection from the stadium out to Las Vegas Boulevard and up to the Tropicana intersection. So th those are the permits that are being worked on right now, but you can take pretty much any one of these segments and we're, we're working on all of them and they'll all be in process here at some point soon. Gets you closer. Yeah, and <laughs> I know when you start talking about permits, time can be just like thrown into a warp and you don't necessarily know how long permitting processes are going to take, all that kind of thing. But we do have some major sporting events happening in the next couple of years. We have Formula One coming. We have a championship football game that's going to be here in 2024. Can visitors for those events expect maybe an expanded version of what we see now? We hope that uh, a connection to uh, the stadium is available by the time the Super Bowl comes. That's possible, not guaranteed at this point. Um, it is unlikely that the first Formula One race will have connections, um, but we plan to have a Formula One race here every year from now on. And certainly um, by the time we get into late 2024, uh, we hope to have some, some of the connections um, that would um, connect the interior of that circuit to the exterior of that circuit. So we think that's a possibility. Um, but certainly over time, that is gonna be the case. These, these events we know of, Vegas is gonna keep getting events and this system is gonna make those events um, so much more fun for uh, all the attendees. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's cool all around. It's a first for, you know, anywhere, and Las Vegas is booming, and things are, are back to normal, and people are looking for, you know, ways to get places easier and have some fun. So great job. We love seeing it, and we'll talk to you again soon when the next one opens, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. It. Great to see you. Yeah, you as nice well. to see Thank you. you. So it was good to hear from the LVCBA directly that a lot of these loop stations hopefully are going to start coming online as these major sporting events, the Super Bowl, Formula One, you know, start coming to Las Vegas and in the case of Formula One, making a regular home here. Right. And you and I, again, took the loop. We're going to have our experience with that in just a little bit. But first, we want to hear from the president, Scott Sabella. And we're talking about the president of Resorts World. We've interviewed him in past podcasts when Resorts World was about to open because it's been a year. So we're going to chat with him about that. But he also was telling us he was just so thrilled and honored and obviously excited to be the first hotel casino to have a stop on the loop. Just being the first property to connect, you know, to the loop is so exciting because it's never happened before. And uh, we think it's going to be the start of many great things here in Las Vegas. People talk about it going up and down the strip. I, I think now with this one being done and we see how successful it's going to be, it's going to make it much easier. Well, and this is obviously the future of transportation in Las Vegas, up and down the resort corridor, downtown, hopefully to the airport. What does it say about Resorts World's commitment to the future and to the infrastructure of Las Vegas to have this station here? Well, it meant a lot to us. When we heard that this was going to happen at the new convention center, we knew right away how can we be part of it and have it connect to, to Resorts World. So that day, um, 
we made the phone calls and we started working on it. It took a lot of work with the LVCVA, with the county, with the boring company, uh, but we were committed. And it talks about a lot of who we are. We talked about technology from the day we, we opened this property and how we wanted to be state of the art on everything that we do. And here's another example of, of, of proving that. So it means a lot to, to Resorts World to help the city start this. And I agree, I think it's gonna be the, the start of many good things down the road with the, with the tunnels throughout the city. And even when we mention the Vegas Loop, people go, well, explain it to me. Well, how do I benefit? I mean, who can, if somebody's staying at Resorts World or, or has a convention in town, how do they benefit? Yeah. I think they benefit that, that I know they'll benefit because it's, it just gets you from point A to point B much faster. At the beginning, it probably will be more for convention guests that are staying here that are, need to attend the convention over there. But I think the goal down the road is that, and it will get there, that anybody can get on this. Um, right now, we'll only be open during convention periods, but we want people to be able to experience a tunnel. It's not just a transportation mechanism, but it's a pretty cool attraction. I mean, it, when you do it and you go through the tunnel, you're like, wow, whoever figured this out is, must, is genius. And it really is what they, what, how they figured all this out. But I think for the future of Las Vegas, it's going to move people from point A to point B much faster, easier. And that's what we need here because we're growing so fast. And I think it's the next wave on, on being a city that, that, that's doing things that nobody else has done. And the, the timing of this is pretty nice, too, coinciding with the first anniversary of Resorts World. Did you coordinate this with the Boring Company to kind of have it be a, a gift to Resorts World? I wish I could say that. I mean, we're... We've been working on it for a long, long time, and, and I'm not going to say it was easy because no one's ever done anything like this. So I think it helped having them open for a year and making sure it worked and it was safe and, and those important things. Um, so it, it's, it's great that it did turn out on our one-year anniversary. We were hoping it would be a little bit earlier, but I was gr it was great to catch the Barrett-Jackson convention. Um, I think we moved almost 5,000 people over those three days, and they all loved it. It's easy to go over there, come back for lunch, go back, and... Um, it, it's, it's a short ride, but it just tells you, you know, what we can do with sophistication and doing something like this, working with uh, the Boring Tunnel. And a lot of people have their favorite resorts. Uh, ever, literally every other podcast, Sean, right? I say Resorts World, it's, it's my favorite new casino. I come here all the time. I love how open it is. I mean, you guys have been just adding stuff all the time throughout the year, and, and that was the goal. And, and you also committed to opening on time, which you did. I mean, you must be proud of so many big things this year. Yeah, we really are. We, um, it was our one-year anniversary. We're very happy with our success for one year. We're still ramping up. Each month gets better and better, and we're not done. We're, we built, we're on 88 acres, so we're still developing 42 acres. So there's more to come. You'll hear some announcements, but we want to get to 10,000 rooms here. We want to build more attractions. We want to build more convention space. Uh, so more to come, and, and again, being the new guy on this trip, we knew this side of this trip wouldn't happen overnight to walk in, but we see things are starting to move this way. We're excited with what's happening around us, uh, but it's been a good year and we're looking forward to, you know, many, many more. And, and you know, we're impatient when it comes to announcements. So can you give us anything on these 42 acres? What's, what's coming? We are called Vegas revealed. Yeah, I would just say that, um, you know, I'll get in trouble if I mention, but, but some really cool things, some things that you've already heard, and people are like, wow, they're they're doing they're going to do one too, maybe, uh, but more rooms, um, more some really cool partners. Uh, but our chairman just left, and when he's here, that's all we talk about is what we're going to do with all this land around us. But some really cool things on the horizon. Well, we look forward to it. Congratulations on the Vegas Loop and one year anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really you got it. Thanks so Take much. Care. Yeah, nice to see, see you. you guys are great. Yeah.
Thank you. So we got a little bit of scoop there from Scott Sabella, mm-hmm. president of Resorts World. Listen, we're not doing our jobs if we're not trying to dig for a little bit of dirt. That's right. And we got to do it when we put them on the spot, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he had to give us a little something. but No, uh, we so- appreciate it. Always love talking with Scott. Yeah, he's great to us. And uh, we love to just kind of joke with him sometimes and try and get stuff out of him. So I think our last interview, we did get a little bit of stuff out of him, too. Um, about the opening of Resorts World, didn't we? I and can't about remember. the theater, too. Yes, that was right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about our trip. So we decided to take a quick run. We got off at the Riviera Station, which is the new convention center area. So there is, you know, a loop that takes you from Resorts World to that area. And then obviously take you can take it back, too. So we hopped on that and... You know, what are your thoughts? Some of mine right off the bat, I loved getting in a vehicle that was nice and air-conditioned. Yes. And not with a bunch of random people like a full train. So you're actually getting in a car. And people say uh, a couple of the questions that we got were, how many people fit in the... And it's like, no, it's a car. Yeah, I mean, it's like a Tesla SUV car. car. Yeah. So as many people that can fit in a car, right? And they did say, like, occasionally you could have a random person in there if you wanted that. Like, if you were just traveling alone and they said, do you mind, you know, someone else going to hop in with you, which is fine. So, but it's a car. I love that it was air conditioned. I love that the doors were open and waiting for us to, you know, get in there. That was cool. That was cool. And then um, as we kind of went through it, I guess I knew it was a tunnel, (laughs) but I didn't think, like, it's a tight tunnel. I mean, it's a concrete tunnel. It's a white concrete tunnel surrounding you with, you know, nice atmosphere, lighting, the colors changing as you're going through. So it feels like, you know, you're going at warp speed. Mm -hmm. It looked like we were going about 35 to 40 miles per hour through the tunnel, but it is a narrow tunnel. Narrow. That's the word I'm looking for. I call it tight. (laughs) I don't know that there's much room on the roadway portion of the tunnel outside of the tire span of the vehicles. So it is tight. And so for autonomous vehicles like Tesla's to be going through there, it probably is better that the vehicle is (laughs) being guided by its surroundings Mm -hmm. because as a, a... actual like human driver if i was put in there with my car i think i would be running up on the sides for sure yeah i know i was like i could never do this that's what i said to the driver that we had at the time because they have drivers right now by the way um eventually it will go driverless right at some point but um yeah it was yeah so that was one of the things that i noticed the narrowness surprised me a little bit um loved the colored lights because it felt very vegasy loved being in a car with air conditioning it was super nice so it's different than anything I've ever experienced when it comes to, I guess, I don't know, do you even call it public transportation, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> so it was quick. Then we waited and we said, okay, now take us back. And they did the turn on. You wait for the arm to lift it, it's until it's like your turn. It's almost like a railroad gate system where mm-hmm. if there's you know a, another vehicle down in the tunnel, um, the arm is closed and does not let another vehicle in until the roadway is clear. So there's a high-tech monitoring system in place to make sure that, you know, the, the coast is clear before any vehicles go down into any portion of uh, the loop tube system. So um, that's reassuring yeah, to know sure. that there's stuff that's watching out for you. Yeah. We hit the QR code and it was $1.50 to take 
this route. So people were asking price, you know, is it you know better than Uber? I mean, it's it's definitely affordable, a dollar fifty. So that's one way. So we don't know what the future prices are going to be. You know, as they continue with tunnels, it might actually, you know, when it goes further, like to somewhere like Caesar's Palace, maybe it'll be a little bit more. I'm not sure, but this route from Resorts World to the new convention center was a dollar fifty. And as of right now. Um, there were no day passes available. It was single ride tickets that you had to buy. Um, I'm sure that that's going to change as as time goes by, too. Yeah, it was really easy, too. It said Apple Pay you could use, or and there were a couple other options. You literally one click on your phone, Yep. and you just get the ticket. Um, people were also kind of asking, like, how... Like, how does it go? How is it going to go everywhere? And But it's not going to have stops. The tunnel's basically underground direct to exactly where it's going. And so, yeah, that's the whole, like, like. and what I'm trying to say is people ask, what makes it faster than, like, something like a subway or a train? It's just, right. it's, the fact is it will not have stops. That's the fastness of it. Right. On the subway, you're stopping at... Uh, the Broad Street Terminal mm-hmm. at State Street at Times Square. You know, you're stopping at every single station along the way. The loop is not going to have that. It's a direct shot. And I imagine, I haven't studied the tunnel system, but I imagine there are portions of main tunnels that will be used for each direct route. Mm-hmm. Um but you will not be stopping to pick up new people or stop at other stations on your way to your destination. Right. So hopefully the interviews that we just did explain a little bit more about the loop, explain, you know, what it, what the future holds for the Vegas loop, uh, what it's going to mean to, you know, tourism and, and events here in Las Vegas. Um, I think it's a really cool thing. And... Boy, that went up in the blink of an eye, I feel like, because you don't really know the construction's happening because you can't see it for once. Yeah, it's right? below ground. There's no cranes, <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, so that was really, really nice. One thing you and I laughed at is after the crew from the LVCVA that work over at the convention center left Resorts oh. <laughs> World, they all zipped in a Tesla and took the loop back. So they never even had to drive to Resorts World and park, and that's the whole ease of it. Right. That's their transportation <laughs> To and from work. Yeah. And that'll be great for, for people who work for the LVCVA to have that as, you know, a, a means to get to all the properties that it's their job to promote. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that was cool. Anyway, the Vegas Loop, check it out. You can ride it. Go to Resorts World, the new passenger center, and take it over to Convention Center. If you just want experience, maybe just take a quick loop around, (laughs) literally. (laughs) So we went below ground for the loop. And uh, for our next Vegas experience, we kind of went up a few floors uh, to the Nomad Pool. A friend of ours had a birthday party. Happy birthday, Mark. Yep. and it was at the Nomad Pool. I had never been before. Me either. And it is a really cool... I'm, I was really digging the environment. I was too. Up and, there. And I think like you're either into the like Wet Republic, Encore Beach Club, DJ Pumpin', full of people type of day experience at the pool, or you're into what we experienced. And that was a little bit more chill a little bit smaller, a little bit more intimate, and not a full crowded pool of people, and just some nice music playing in the background. It was a great vibe there. It was a mix of a fun afternoon 
but also kind of chill and a little bit luxury, right? I, I feel like it was almost the ultra lounge version of a Las Vegas pool. Exactly. Perfect description. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, just like a lounge instead of a club. Right. Right? Right. So <laughs> it's up on the fourth floor in the Nomad uh, Hotel, which is over in a part of Park MGM. It's the boutique hotel uh, tower of Park MGM. Um, this pool has its own private elevator mm-hmm. that takes you up to it. It takes a little bit of getting around yeah. in order to get to the pool. So it's not like you're just going to stumble out some mm-hmm. doors and, and end up there. Like you need to know where you're going to get to the Nomad Pool. Exactly. And and once we were there, it was easy and intimate. It's so nice. The restrooms were nice. They had some some water available if you just wanted to kind of fill your cup with water. Great drink menu. They had food menu. So everything's right there for you. Um, it was Mark's birthday, and his girlfriend kind of rented a few cabanas. So we appreciated that, too, to get a little bit of shade every now and then. Yes. It was one of those hot, hot over 100 days in, in Vegas. But we had a blast. So that was really nice. Again, the Nomad Pool in the Nomad Tower at Park MGM. Another place that I discovered this weekend, last weekend, I should say now, is Valencian Gold. Okay, it is a restaurant off the strip. Which, and after you had gone there, you sent me a text and you were like, I can't wait to tell you about this place that I just went and had lunch, just went to eat. It was super cool. It it was. The vibe was great. A friend of mine said, I've got to take you guys to this restaurant because we were there recently and they were saying, you know, um, it's it's a struggle to keep small businesses open and they were thinking about possibly should we close or should we stay open or what should we do so brought us down there and we went to dinner and first of all the place was it was a friday night and it was pretty busy and i recognize a lot of faces when i went in there which was great but it's on south rainbow in between the 215 and blue diamond and it's called valencian gold the vibe in there the decor in there the people in there, it was the best time. I had the best dinner. It was so cute. I love everything they have on the wall. They had a super cute bar, and then all the tables were right there in the middle. The food was delicious. I mean, you name it. It just went everything that came out was like so fresh. An amazing tomato salad we had. Uh, we had a great dish of shishito peppers. We had amazing potatoes with like a really great sauce on it. We had some steak that they like showed us before they went and cooked it. Oh, that's fun. That was fun. And then they're known for their, and I hope I'm saying it right because paella, am I saying it right? Yeah, the paella. Yeah, the paella. Yeah. I always, uh, they're known for that, which is delicious. Takes a little while to cook though. So you got to yeah. order that right at the beginning. And we ordered like a short rib kind of one. Ooh. It was delicious. I don't think I've ever even heard of short rib paella. Yeah, it had like a little bit of short rib mixed in and sitting on top, which that gives it the flavor. delicious. Oh my gosh. I mean, the food was so good. And when it was presented, it was beautiful. Okay. The salads were beautiful. Everything was just, we just had the best time. The desserts were good. The drinks were great. I was talking with one of the uh, workers there and she said, oh, I I came up with all the different kinds of drinks here. Try this one. And I want you to go to our Vegas Revealed Instagram because I'm going to be putting up a video there that shows what the food looks like and some of the drinks. And if you throw me a comment, I'll tell you what's in them because I took some notes. 
Um, but just a great place. I hope they do not close. Everyone in Vegas needs to go check this place place out. And if you're a tourist and looking for something local, I think you need to go there as well. I enjoyed the experience so much. And I was like, how did I not know this was here? Yeah, and let's make sure, we'll make sure also to put um, the address yes. in our uh, show notes. So just click down in the show notes and you'll see um, the address. Oh, Sorry, Sean had I a hiccup. Oh, was that a burp or it a hiccup? It was a burp. Sorry. All right, we're leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see the address where, where you can go and check it out too, since it is off the strip. Yes, exactly. So um, check it out, guys. It's, it was really good. Okay, moving on to something completely different. Thunder from Down Under. Yeah, celebrating a big 20th anniversary down on the strip at Excalibur. This, of course, is the Australian male <laughs> review show that has been here. I, it's like... a a part of Las Vegas at this point. It really is. But you know what? I didn't realize they had been here for 20 years until, well, and actually they were at the Excalibur for 20 years. They've been at the Excalibur, I should say, for 20 years, like you said. But then I looked a little further when I saw that they got the key to the strip and they mentioned they've actually been on the strip for 21 years because they did do the show for a year when it kicked off at the New Frontier, which oh, is wow. no longer there. Yeah, Right. They used to be over by uh, Fashion Show Mall. Yeah, right next to the Stardust, which is also no longer there. <laughs> right? It's kind of where Resorts World is now. <laughs> so um, Thunder Room Down Under, congratulations. Uh, they are the longest running male review view show in Las Vegas officially with that 21 year mark but we this week are going to be heading to the 20th anniversary show doing some work with them and putting together a little sizzle video so we look forward to working with them uh, Thunder from Down Under put on by Spy Entertainment which run a lot of shows here in Las Vegas yeah and uh, Thunder from Down Under that's a show that people really do come from around the world mm -hmm. to go and see. They do. And they're not only in Vegas, right? They have performances that they do, I think, on the road and in yes. different locations, yep. I think, in different hotel casinos as well. We were laughing. We actually sent out a tweet today because we did a little pre-production <laughs> meeting with our friend Penny, who's over there uh, working with them. She's always fabulous. She's been around Las Vegas in the PR and show world for a very long time. And we said, well, Penny, what should we, like, what do you want us to shoot Besides the presentation of the cake and this and that. She goes, you shoot whatever you want. The only thing you can't film is the orgasm contest. And we're like, <laughs> okay. And we're like, well, that was a very Vegas statement. I don't know that we ever had that uh, direction on a uh, production call before. <laughs> no, never. So that was funny, right? It was. No orgasm contest. You never know contest. what you're going to get. I know. You never know. Hey, uh, congratulations to Thunder from Down Under. 20 years at the Excalibur. Let's uh, get to some tips. And our first tip, Dana, comes for the shopaholics out mm -hmm. there. Even if you're not a shopaholic, uh, we have some pretty darn good outlet stores here in Las Vegas. One of them, uh, we have the South Premium Outlets that are down... Yes, past the South Point mm -hmm. on uh, Las Vegas Boulevard. The other ones are the North Premium Outlets, which are by downtown Las Vegas. Yeah, just to the, the north of Charleston there off Grand Central. And, you know, Sean, I just thought I would do a tip on this because... I ever, always forget, whenever I go to the outlets, I'm reminded of the amazing deals there are. I know. And I'm like, why don't I come here more? You know what I mean? But I do feel like it's a bit of a trip because you want to spend some time there, right? It's not like a quick like run in and grab something and leave. So I uh, went to the outlets with Debbie Gibson, 
she was back in town after her tour and she said, I want to go shop. So we went to the premium outlets. Here's my, I'm going to get right to the tip and it has to do with parking. If you want to make a day of it, if you want to go to the premium outlets, it reminded me again when I went in the parking garage of kind of what a disaster it is. And, And this isn't a major knock to the premium outlets. It's more of a, it's busy. And a lot of people want to park in the parking garage instead of paying for valet. Right. And so it gets extremely backed up. So it did take me like 30 minutes to exit the garage. That garage is only $5 to park. So it's not as expensive as it is to valet. But valet isn't very expensive either is what I realized. It's only 11 bucks. Oh, so for okay. six more dollars, you're in and out. For $5, park in the garage, and you're going to have to wait to get out because you have to go down the ramps, and they kind of back up as folks leave one by one. Yep, I've been stuck in that. Yeah, and I remember last time that I went, it frustrated me, and this day it frustrated me too. And you know why? Because I shopped till I dropped. So then when I was in my car ready to leave, I was ready to leave. You want to just get out of there, Uh, go home. I was starving. I was thirsty, all that, because we didn't eat there. We were going to, and then we we knew we had some place to be a little bit later. So anyway, that's my tip. Parking in the garage is only going to cost you 5 bucks, but it's only going to cost you 11 if you valet. Another tip real quick is just the Kate Spade store there is (laughs) incredible. We literally bought like Christmas presents. Debbie was there shopping and buying Christmas presents. I was buying my friend a birthday present. I bought myself a purse. I bought some earrings. I mean, I'm talking, Sean, get this, 70% off. Wow. Then 20% off on top of that. So like like 90% off? 90% off. off. (laughs) It was, you couldn't beat it. We're like, we need to buy everything. Holy Amazing. moly. I know. So it's not quite 90 because you take the 70 off, then you take right. the 20, and that's what the lady was telling us. It's not quite 90, but let me figure it out for you. And they but walk it's around. pretty darn close. Oh, pretty darn close. And they walk around with calculators and figure it out for you. But that's yeah, amazing. We wow. walked out with like three bags of stuff. And then, you know, as we hopped around store to store, there were so many different deals um, with different areas of the store. Uh, things, you know, like sometimes it was like something that maybe long sleeve stuff was, you know. A little bit cheaper than the current, you know, tank tops and short. But there are some deals. It, get ready to save some money if you go to the North Premium Outlets. It was a great trip. Well, and listen, consumer experts right now are saying, get your holiday shopping done now. Mm-hmm. Because with supply chain shortages and with inflation doing what it's doing, yeah, you they can't guarantee that the stuff you want at holiday time is going to be available at holiday time. True. So they're saying if you see something right now, buy it, buy it because chances are it's not going to be cheaper and it's not going to be any easier to get once the holidays roll around. So uh, that was good tips yeah. from the premium outlets there. So I had asked you any tips from the ballpark because you've been to the Las Vegas ballpark twice recently. And I thought, how was it? And anything we should know? Listen, I love the Las Vegas ballpark. It's uh, out on the west side of town in an area called downtown Summerlin. The ballpark is only a few years old, so it's like brand new. The way they have it set up, the main concourse where they have all the concessions and everything is wide open. So you can be standing there and still have a great view of the game going on behind you and still hear all the action. Um, the aisleways are nice and wide so that it's not all crowded. Mm-hmm. The, the seats 
are made of like a mesh material so there's like airflow around you when you're still sitting down so you know it's an outdoor ballpark so you know that definitely helps too but i have had so much fun at the las vegas aviators uh baseball games um it's the minor league affiliate to the uh oakland a's okay uh the aviators are um and they have great theme nights the night we went uh, just recently, it was a Tom Cruise mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick night. And you got me a t-shirt. And Thank you. Got you a t-shirt. They were also handing out uh, swag for the new Minions movie oh. about the rise of Gru. And it was so much fun. You know, they always have the, the contest going yeah. on down on the field. No um, orgasm contest for that There was one. no <laughs> orgasm contest at the ballpark. No. the Family friendly. Good competitions were happening there. Um, But they have games that are going on uh, through the end of September for the regular season. So if you live here in Las Vegas, chances are you know about the Las Vegas Aviators. If you're coming into town and you're looking for something to do, tickets are extremely reasonable. Good. Um, I think... 25 bucks is what we got our tickets for. But I think there are tickets that are even less than that, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So check it out. Uh, It's a a great trip. There's lots of dining options around there if you want to make a a night of it. Uh, By the way, the Burnt Ends Burrito. Ooh. Oh. Oh. It's so good. (laughs) So good. So you have to make sure you get a Burnt End Burrito. They can also do it in a bowl Mm. if you don't want to do that. Okay actual burrito um and then i saw in your notes you can bring your dog on wednesday on on i think select wednesdays uh they have this grassy knoll in the back of the ballpark where you can bring your dog with you if it's well behaved Mm -hmm. you know it's they're kind of trusting sure everybody to make sure that their dog is well behaved in a crowd environment um but yeah you can sit out on the hill with with your dog and watch a baseball game out in the outfield. Oh, I love that. That's cool. I yeah, love that. so I think we're going to do that once, you okay. know, probably as we head into the September games, we'll make a trip back there and bring Sawyer with us. Yeah, we're lucky to have that ballpark here. A lot of families go there. A lot of groups of friends go there. Which, if you do have a big group that's going there, there's a pool in the outfield as yep. well that you can do a buyout and right. have your whole group watch from the pool in the outfield of the ballpark it's it's great check it out las vegas ballpark all right love it two good tips and i think that was a good show we've covered a lot today so we have a lot going on this week of course we'll get to all that uh next week when we we've got like so many notes that we keep saying we need to talk about this eventually we need to talk about that um vegas is just booming and we were just saying as we were walking in Resorts World yesterday, like it's nonstop. <laughs> this city, it just, there's always stuff to talk about. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, and sorry that I burped and coughed. <laughs> <laughs> it's not getting edited out. Nope, it's staying in. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for joining us for episode 126. We will be back with 127 next week. Shopping at the forum, Versace and Bhutan.